myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Look at the Reds, they're at the top again. Who would have thought they'd do that this year? Their active payroll is close to $50 million. That's near the bottom of the MLB. The faith of their core has not been a They're gunning for the playoffs. Building from within has paid off. Fool, if you think they contend. The Cincinnati Reds. Fool, if you think they contend. This year, they proved us wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me, as always, singing something obscure. <laughs> it's a uh, fool if you think it's over. Yes, man. What up? Steve Ford. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, pretty good. I decided to uh, pull out a little uh, Fool If You Think It's Over. It's a 70s tune here. Nice. I can't remember off the top of my head who did it, but it was stuck in my head yesterday as I was prepping for the show, so I thought it'd be a uh, good one to dust off and uh, pull out here for today, talking about our surprises in baseball the cincinnati reds are we talking about the reds two weeks in a row two weeks in a row they've become like the pirates remember when we did like two pirate shows in a row earlier yeah. in the year or something yeah yeah this team is uh proving us all wrong uh surprising everybody here i think they've well it's hard 10 straight 10 straight it's hard to not talk about them yeah if, if they're 10 straight i mean there's so much there's a lot of baseball news i mean well kind of and kind of not i mean once you hit into the summer it's it's long stretches you're talking about. You're mm-hmm. starting to talk about the all-star break on its way. You're going to be talking about the MLB draft, of course. And, yep. Yep. Uh, we got the, the, the combines and stuff happening now in baseball. Yep, that's exactly up, so. it. Possible trade deadline. Yep. Always, always fun. But right now, it's, it's kind of the Reds, right? Yeah. I mean, the Reds are the darlings of baseball right now. And <laughs> their home record is weird. It's 19 and 18, so they're about... Yeah. 500 a little over 500 yep. away about 20 and 17 so they're a little better yep. on the road but yeah as a 10 and 0 stretch it's just a testament to how well they're playing at, yeah. at this time being and I, it's hard right because you don't know if it's the weakness in the division <laughs> could yeah. you say because i think the nl central and the al central match up pretty good in terms of crap <laughs> competitiveness for sure yeah. i mean yeah at the at the start of the year the first maybe a month or two of the season, you could have said, okay, the Pittsburgh Pirates are were doing a very well. The Chicago Cubs were no slouches. And the yeah. Brewers kind of held the top with the Cardinals coming in last, surprisingly. Yeah. So now it's the Reds who kind of come out of nowhere who are arguably going to be predicted as the bottom feeders of the Central. So yeah. it's interesting. I, I I really like this team. I really do. I do too. I do too. It's uh they're they're fun to watch. And they got Joey Votto came back uh showing his uh first signs for the season. So they get their uh their leader back here yeah, as well. Me. So yeah, it's like uh it's kind of like acquiring a player at the trade deadline, you know, to help kind of boost this team a little bit more. So uh Yeah. I mean my Joey Votto love isn't as yeah, I know it isn't big. I mean, He's pretty much a corpse at this point, let's be honest. Well, I just don't like the way people talk about him. I mean, he because I've been watching Reds games. When you get a hot team like this, start to watch him a little bit more. And For instance, even the Pirates. I I love seeing these young because the next generation of baseball is coming in. Right. So your Ellie De La Cruz, your Jonathan Indias. This team is is just looking very, very good. The Matt McClain and all them. But Joey Votto, he's kind of the Miguel Cabrera of this team, which isn't a bad thing, but I don't like how they think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think he is going to be a Hall of Famer in the franchise. Oh, yeah. They'll retire yeah. him, right? Yeah, he's His number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, w- I would say so. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at his, you know, his numbers. He. You know, you look at benchmarks for people to get in the Hall of Fame. It's, you know, getting up right around 500 home runs. And he's at 
343. Getting over 3,000 hits, he has a little over 2,000. Um, I mean, his batting average is great at career 297, but you know, only a, 1,100 or so RBIs. He's a he's a high quality. He's he's definitely a Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame player, but not a baseball national baseball Hall of Fame player. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they have. He's probably in the Ring of Honor or some shit yeah. like that, and that's fantastic. But in mm-hmm. His best years were the beginning of the 2010s, yep. where he won the NL MVP in 2010, and yeah, those and, Dusty Baker teams there uh, in the right. uh, early 2010s. There, those but he he's he's not as productive. There was injuries along the way. Yep. I just don't see him being uh, a Hall of Famer. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. eventually he might get in, like a Fred McGriff, potentially. But Fred maybe. McGriff at least had some numbers that made it kind of possible for him to get in right Harold Baines maybe not as much but maybe I don't know but not Joey Votto if you're letting Joey Votto in then it's who else are we gonna let in then okay well then let's keep going I mean it's yeah they pretty much open the door wide open and say all are welcome in the hall of fame yeah great player like you you know like you said he'll probably get into the hall of fame the ring of honor or what have you might retire his number with the reds that'd be you know that's a good honor right there or something like that oh it's a beautiful honor i i I think it's a beautiful honor and he he goes down as one of the better reds in a long line of good reds i mean you talk about the all-time greats i mean you the big red machine in the 70s was no slouch right so exactly uh, you have to talk about him but I, i just don't think i just don't consider him no even a top 10 in the organization no I, now I or then agree. so yep. <laughs> uh so yeah man so that's just yeah yeah so i don't like those talks but i do like where the cincinnati reds are going and i think it's uh, pretty cool that Votto can be on that journey i think he's 39 years old so he's at the end of yeah. his career yeah but, this is it <laughs> oh 100 this is it but i, I do yeah. like where the reds are trending uh, but but it's kind of a weaker it's a kind of a weaker central. Like I said, the Brewers ha- have just been so inconsistent, and then the Cubs they're probably going to be that 500 team, which I think that they I think going into the season, especially with what they did in the off season, I think that's I think that was either they had like a low bar and a high bar, mm-hmm. and I think the high bar was to make the the playoffs like any yeah. team. But I I think they. If would you consider it a failure season if they went 500? Oh, I think that's a successful season for the Cubs. I mean, I think that you know they they went through their slight rebuild there, um, retooling so to speak, um, and then this was going to be you know their their year kind of a coming out. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be a successful year for them from where they've been, completely restructuring the roster, getting rid of Rizzo, Bryant, Baez. That yeah. if they come in at 500 this year, I think that that'd be a you know I think they that would be a successful season. Now, if the Cardinals came in at 500 this season, that would be a complete failure. Right. I, I already am. I'm sure the for sale signs, (laughs) Oliver Mormoyle's house for the manager, the the Cardinals is already going up. He'll be let go because this isn't the Cardinal way. I mean, they're the Yankees of the Midwest for the most part. So, and especially the payroll you have, the players you have, and you can't Mm -hmm. put together even a 500 team. Even if you do, you're gone, you're gone. And they, Players came out this week, Goldschmidt and Arenado, saying it's their fault, not the manager's fault. Yeah, it's always oh, the players' they're fault. Co- covering the covering the manager's ass there because they know they the the fire is burning on the on yeah. his butt right there. Well, it's always it's always the players' fault, but mm-hmm. you always need that leadership. I mean, mm-hmm. you always need that leadership, and, and you and I have talked about that with the Tigers. It's always yep. when they have an older manager who usually somebody you can look up to. Yep, they do better. They do very well, and yep. I think that is kind of all over the league for the most oh, part. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I think more Moyle just, I'm not saying this will be his only shot, but I, I just don't think he was probably the, I really liked the Mike Matheny, the Matheny. Oh, I love Mike Matheny. That guy was great. I think they should have held on to him a little bit longer, but their next yeah. move, I mean, where do you go? Right. And that will be obviously a future show. Hey, and you know who I'm going with, right? Ooh. Think about it. Not Larusa. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about it? I'm huh? bringing back one more time. No, Leapy Tony. I don't Leap, know. Yeah, yeah. Wake him up. Put him back in the dugout. Just change his jersey. Oh man, that that. I mean, that would be interesting, right? I, I right. You don't want to go old because no. it doesn't always work either. We've seen him in Chicago, not pan yeah. out. 
Buck Showalter's not panning out with the Mets. Buck Showalter, he he had a great year last year, but it seems right. like his 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 welcome his message is uh, faded out here. Right, you know? and there's a tuned him out. I think. There's a difference between a Hall of Fame manager and mm-hmm. a very good manager. Dusty yep. Baker, Hall of Fame manager. Hall of Fame manager. Yep. Right. Yep. At the at the same time, Bobby Valentine, no, was an okay manager. Yeah, right. Lou Pinella, an okay, not a Hall of Famer. No. In my opinion, in in terms of being a manager. So uh, where do you go after that? I mean, Bruce Bochy, Hall of Famer. Yep. Right. And so it's uh, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? So if I were I I can't don't even this wasn't in the roundout or anything. But if I was the Cardinals, I would look at I I would definitely go younger. I'd stay younger if you're going to commit to being younger. But then you have to mold the team into that. Right. So that means potentially Arenado is gone. That means potentially Goldschmidt is gone and nope. you're going to focus and build your team around Jordan Walker, Jordan Walker, right? Yep. Some of your those, younger yeah. pieces. Yep. So, but that's if they went that route and if they did go that route, I'd say Mike Rebello or Don Kelly with the pirates would oh, yeah. be right there for the taking. So, I agree. but agree. as an older coach, it's, it's hard to say, but that, that whole division, Steve, I'm just not thrilled. Well, that, with. I mean, that's what I was going to bring up. I mean, the division, it can change from week to week. There's no front runner in this division. We could be talking two weeks from now and the Cubs could go on a hot streak and be in first place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or the pirates could all of a sudden resurrect themselves again and, and be right up near the top or the brewers could just keep being consistent and being right up there. Um, or yeah, I don't think St. Louis is going to make a run to be honest with you. They're 12 games under. I mean, they're pretty but, back. I mean, unless the second half of the season is just phenomenal just, yeah. and yeah, I, I just right now they're mm-hmm. bottom feeders. I mean, I knew the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is the real Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, yep. Yep. I, I think they will be in the middle of the pack. I hope they do better than this. We got a taste of what they're what they can do. They, they're they're starting to bring up more young guns. I mean, you saw Henry Davis make his debut yesterday, hit a double. The last um, thing I want to see the Pirates do is a Pirates thing. Like, remember that one year where they were on the fringe of contending? And like we talked about, they went after the Rays and Chris Archer and pretty much mortgaged their farm on it. Right. (laughs) Don't do it this year. All right. You know, you're right in the middle of the pack. I know you're four games out right now, but you know what? Just keep bringing up the young guy. Don't trade the young guys to go get that veteran that you think is going to put you over the top because whoever wins in this division, I think is going to get ousted in the first round anyway. So. I think so too. Well, the Pirates did that rebuild when they had Starling Marte. Yeah. They had uh, they had Polanco, Gregory Polanco mm-hmm. and and Josh Bell and some of those guys. Mm-hmm. And once it time was time to pay those people, they got them out of town. But it made sense just because none of them were really producing like they thought they were going to produce. And right. that's when the big oust of Andrew McCutcheon came. But now you have some young guns and were who are playing. Right. And I don't think they'll do that that Tampa Bay Rays trade like again just because these guys are under contract a while yeah. and there's yeah. rookie these rookie deals and I think Mitch Keller might be somebody that's going to need to be paid soon but other than that Steve yeah. they already paid Brian Reynolds. Yep. Brian Hayes isn't going to come up for just another yeah. couple of years and then O'Neal Cruz is under for a while. So, O'Neal yeah. Cruz, I mean you and you still have plenty of good people coming up. So, yeah. I would be more concerned with the Brewers just because if say this isn't the way, right? Say because yeah. there's something there that's just stagnant. Something there that's just not pushing them over that edge of being a top quality club. Right. right. They have a good pitching staff. Their hitting is streaky and Christian yep. Yelich was the guy or Yelich was the guy, but now, now what? Now who are we looking at? Is Garrett Mitchell the next coming, you know, next right. year? I don't know, man. So right. all in all, like kind of uh, echoing what you said, it's anybody could really take the division. Yep. And the fact that the Cincinnati Reds are on it, good, more power to them. They're really yep. good. Yep. I mean, they're, Hunter Green is coming in, you know, when he comes, when he came back, is coming into his own. And I don't know. They just have a really good young core, but I, I just... I don't know. It's just a weak division. I yep. think I compare it really to the AL Central. Yeah, yeah. They definitely mirror each other, except for the one fact that at least there's people over 500, teams over yeah. 500 in the uh, NL Central. So. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, the AL East, the Rays are the first of the 550 wins. Yeah. They're kind of running away with the whole league, which they is really are. not surprising seeing how good they are. No, no. I mean, it was like, you know, the, the Rangers had started to come close and then they had that big uh, showdown you know, over the weekend and, you know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And the Rays showed that, well, we're the Rays. So, yeah. <laughs> and, 
you know, yeah. kind of opened up a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit, a bit, a little bit of a lead for best record here in, uh, in baseball, but yeah, the Rays aren't slowing down here, but also the, the Orioles aren't slowing down either. They're still nipping on their heels only four games out. Yeah. And the Orioles just beat them. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> I, well, I think the Orioles are the future of that of that division just because yeah. Yeah, I didn't think they'd, they'd, they'd make this leap this year. I mean, I know they bro, were, I didn't either. They were hitting at it a little bit last year, you know, got, got up near you games yeah. over 500 to finish the year. And right. I, I didn't think they'd take that big step this year, but I just, this, this will be a future show. I want to talk about impact number one draft picks mm-hmm. in a future show. But I, I just, the reason why I'm saying that is because it just shows you the impact of how drafting really yep. helps a team and drafting really nailing your draft packs. I mean, Adley Rushman was, there was nobody that's going to go number one other than Adley. He was the unanimous number one selection and the yep. leadership he provides on that team. And it's just, it's coming. It's like, he's been playing for 10 years. And then you add exactly. that with substantial pieces of Ryan Mountcastle and Austin Hayes and Cedric Mullins. And I can yep. keep going on and on. <laughs> Gunnar Henderson is fucking coming into his own yep. now. I mean, I'm really liking this team. I mean, more power to them. They committed to the rebuild when they when they traded away Manny Machado or when Manny yep. Machado left, I should say. Well, they traded him because he yeah they, they traded him to the Dodgers yeah. uh, because he wasn't going to sign with them anyway. Right. So, and they're just taking off. But and that doesn't that's not a testament to how bad the if the Rays are bad. I don't think so. I mean, they have mm-hmm. the best home record in all of baseball. Steve, 31 yep. and eight. I mean, they're <laughs> unstoppable at home, and I yeah. can't stand Tropicana Field. Yeah. Yeah, it's an eyesore. Oh, it's <laughs> ugly. It's, uh, you know what? The fans can't stand Tropicana Field oh. either because they're still not packing it in there. I remember, weren't the Tigers the first series they played in they the Tropicana Field? And yeah. I, and I remember seeing that field for the first time and how ugly that fucking field was. Yeah. I was just this is an ugly field. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You think, uh yeah, you think they could upgrade finally with all the winning the Rays have been doing, but it wouldn't be in their mo, right? They're just uh, uh they they they're very frugal with their uh, their money. They are. So uh, and, and that's gonna you know it works with their payroll and it works with them building stadiums. So. Well, it's a testament to their scouting and their development. Yep. I mean, yep. they were able to find something in Isak Paredes, turn him into something. They were find they were able to find something in Christian Bethencourt and jo- yep. Jose Siri. I mean, some of these guys. Who are just nobody? You were thinking, oh, these Ray, are just Randy Rosarena. Randy Rosarena. I mean, <laughs> Yandy Diaz. I mean, the 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 star. If you want to say there's a star on the team, it would probably be Wander Franco. Franco. Yeah, and probably Shane McClanahan. Yep. And that's yep. kind of it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's teams like San Diego who suck who have plenty <laughs> of stars, but there's yes, just they do. There's just a no chemistry, and b yep. there's just no development in the young stars. There's no, there's the coaching's probably not there as well, which is wild because they have Bob Melvin. But yeah. uh, good for Kevin Cash, good for Tampa Bay. 51 wins right now. Good on them. I, I love him. it. Yep. I love it too. I love yep. it too. So. Absolutely. And, yeah. and yeah. So, and it was wild too because this is a team that, like, when we're talking about stars, that like you said, I mean, Randy Rosarena, I guess you could say he's kind of a star, but he's he's kind of a pedestrian numbers guy. He he never hits over three hundred very much. Yep. He's a middle of the road when it comes to home runs. Yep. Uh, more of their production comes out of the no namers of the group. Is, your, yeah. your Yandy Diaz's, your Isak Paredes, Taylor Walls. It was a good a good depth piece comes through every now and then. So yep. it, it's pretty wild. I mean. It's it, just it's a balanced attack. You know, it is that they're they're RBI leaders and they got, you know, Paredes and a Rosarena have 48, but then you have Yandy DS has 37. It's just a balance. No one person's carrying the burden for like the, no. the RBIs or the home runs. It's just a, a balanced attack. People, you know, no one has more than than 15 home runs, you know, or so, but you have a uh five or six that are in double digits for home runs. So yeah, it just shows that everybody's producing. And I imagine Kevin Kiermeyer and, and Evan Longoria are out there. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed off. Damn it. Why oh, did yeah. we have this? What? Exactly. Oh yeah. Especially Longoria. He was like, yeah. he was like Mr. Tampa Bay Ray, right? There. Right. I mean, they could even retire his number when he retired. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, but, but yeah, they just don't have that star now. Nope. 
speaking of stars, who is in Florida as well, <laughs> is Miami Marlins, uh, Luis uh, Arise. Yeah, which that is his name. So I, is, OK, so it is Arise. It is Arise. So you're the first one to break his name and say it the right way a while ago. <laughs> and I've been saying Arise and Ares and all this stuff. So I finally said, fuck it. I got to see how to say this guy's name. Watch the game. They said Arise. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's Arise. It's Arise. And this guy, he's a hitting machine. This guy yeah. can hit the fuck out of the ball. And right now he's hitting around just under 400, but he keeps dipping under below 400 and goes over 400 on some stretches. And this is kind of coming to debate slowly. People are slowly, slowly coming yeah. to it, thinking, could he contend with Ted Williams' great season? Yeah. Yeah. Which was the 1941, tough, his third season. Man, that's tough to go 400. Yeah. I mean, a lot of great players have hinted at it. Tony Gwynn, uh, George Brett, Rod Carew. It's just hard to hit over 400 for a season. Yeah. I, I more power to him. He's doing great. I, I, I don't think it can be done, though. I'm just wondering if Minnesota is really just kicking themselves for letting this guy go. Because oh, you look sure. at uh you look at teams, there's uh, uh he has 103 hits on the season. Every single team has a player with over 60 hits uh on the team, except for one team. Can you guess what that team is? The Tigers. Minnesota Twins. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that, huh? <laughs> well, uh if we're looking at uh arises arises ascent right when yep. he played for minnesota yep there wasn't one season there was his 21 season where he hit just under 300 yeah which was pretty phenomenal but every season at, around he hit 300 334 yep. 321 316 and then this year he's, he's continuing with his 300 batting average over 300 batting average with miami so leading the league in hits but steve i, I what do you think i mean Ted Williams, the 406, that's yep. going to be a tough one to beat. Yep. There's people who have come close. Tony Gwynn, Larry Walker. Yep. But uh, 406, yeah. I mean, the hit 406 in 162 mm-hmm. games. Woo. Yeah. Good I, 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 don't, I don't think he can do it. It'll be fun to watch, though. But I, I think, you know, he's going to hit a, a big a slump, I think, that's going to knock him back and, uh, knock him back a, a bit and then it'll be the later in the season it's going to be more difficult to get it back up to that 400 so we heard it here first steve does not believe in Luis Arise. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry i do not i'm sorry hey it's a, it's a hard record man it, it really is it's when people hit those go on those hitting streaks and they start talking joe dimaggio yep i'm always like nah no fucking yeah, some, way. Some records are meant not to be broken. Yeah. Joe DiMaggio's 55 game hit streak and hitting over 400, I think, are, are two and a 30 game winner for a pitcher in a season. I think those are three records there that are very, I don't think we'll ever see them broken again. I don't either. That's a hard one, especially he did it in 143 games. So yeah. nope. if, if Arise doesn't, break it or if he did break it but say he does it in less games right Right. because it's not about it's not about doing it in less games it's about doing it like can you withstand the hull of the season and hit over 400 yeah where i'm not saying arise can't do that it's just that i mean he's played 144 games last season but before that he has only played and this is you know as he's because he's younger but he played 121 the year before that and then Obviously, he um, the short season 2020 and then 2019, right. he didn't play a full season. So it's going to be interesting, Steve. I, I'm i kind of with you on that. I just think that's a record that's really hard yeah. to come by. And Tony Gwynn and Larry Walker were some of the closest, and yep. they couldn't do it. Yep. And I don't know if Arise is in that same category. I hope he is. I mean, uh, we might be talking differently <laughs> two, three, four, five years from now. Right, right. But. Boy, 400, getting over 400, hitting over 300 today is hard. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and we had what? I think Rod Carrillo in uh, 1977, he hit 388 uh, that, that year. And I, I remember because I have, 
I'm old school. I have season one of This Week in Baseball on DVD, and they basically that was from '78, and they kept documenting that going for 400. And, right. Uh, and yeah, he you know one of the greatest hitters in you know, that generation, Rod Crew. He couldn't even do it. You know, he got the 388. So, and that's uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, yeah. and you got to look at the division too. I mean, I always think the Braves are a hard team to handle yep. when you're playing a lot against the Braves, even the Phillies, if you're going against people like Zach Wheeler, it's going to be a little harder. Yeah, the Mets, it's, I don't know, it's hard to say. Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, I mean, we already know their troubles this season, but right. it's a pretty established pitching division for the most yep. part, but Era, um, Arise, I got to get used to that name. He, uh, <laughs> Arise, is, uh, he has catapulted, helped catapult Miami Marlins in the second place. Yep. And they are, I think they're leading. I could be wrong, but I think they're leading the wild card or they're within. Yeah, they're leading the wild card standings. So them and the Giants went on. They're on massive tears because even the Giants have won nine straight. Fire right now. I can't figure that team out, man. I just, (laughs) I I can't figure that fucking team out. And it's, it's wild. I mean, we're going to be talking about teams coming up here, but, uh, but the Giants is one team I just can't figure out, Steve. Yeah, I can't I, either. I, yeah. I I don't I don't get it. I, I Mikey Stremski, uh Jock Peterson, you could always get <laughs> something out of them, but then right. now they have Patrick Bailey, who took like a year or two to come up from the minors, and they kind of have a pitching staff of nobodies, and JD yeah. Davis was kind of a journeyman, and now he's the I mean let, let's put the Giants in perspective. Earlier in the season they got swept by the tigers <laughs> right, right. so there you go all right <laughs> which would make you feel good as a tiger fan if if yeah. the tigers were actually a good team um no. <laughs> but it just adds to the confusion of the mystery yeah yeah and the injuries they have tons of injuries so uh-huh. i don't understand how this team is making it happen i mean the michael conforto signing was really good in the offseason yeah they have some guys like casey casey schmidt a young a young guy coming up for them and yep. good on them but Man, I don't get it. Yeah, it's that magic of Gabe Kapler I'm going with. The magic of the cap man. Maybe he's a better manager than we give him credit yeah. for. <laughs> because he but see, one thing we know about Gabe Kapler, Steve, is yeah. he has been a streaky coach. He'll go on these really winning these hot winning streaks, and then it there's no like happy medium. It's either you're really good or really shitty. Yep. yep. And his he, shitty sometimes outweighs the really good. Exactly. And he can exactly. and he has proven he can't win the bigger game. So yeah, he can't get out of his own way sometimes. Sometimes, right. <laughs> so I, until they I won't be a believer in Gabe Kapler and until he at least wins a postseason series. Yeah. Yep. Right. I yep. mean, he goes farther in the postseason. I want to see him in the end there. And, yeah, I mean, and that's when won, I'll Yeah. What, 110, 111 games that one year with the Giants, then they lost the Dodgers. <laughs> You know, like right away, wasn't like that right away? The, it was um, the first round, the wild card round, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and in, so. and with the Phillies, he just couldn't get him out, out, couldn't get yeah. them out uh, out of trouble. And I just, I don't know, I, I haven't seen it. So good on the Giants, man. But I, yeah. I'm more impressed with the Marlins, to be honest. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Don Mattingly because yet again he leaves just before yeah. a team gets good. <laughs> yep. I just yep. and look at him, and now he's with the the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays aren't great. <laughs> Nope. Is Don Mattingly cursed? <laughs> oh, dude, I think he is. I'm gonna make a is. fucking documentary about Don Mattingly being cursed. Oh my god, that'd be I'd watch that. I would. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Now, yeah, now the Blue Jays are ten and a half games out of first. The magic of last year, you know, this was just the entree right here. We got the main course coming up this year. Yeah, well, the main course with Don Mattingly isn't looking too good. It's not looking good, bro. You know. And somehow yeah. the Miami Marlins are just yeah. crushing it. And Yep. I knew, I mean, I, I I forgot how you, what your prediction was was for him this year, but I was behind him. I, I said this. Yeah. Yeah. I said I did, that not, they were going to make the next step. I knew this year they would make the next step. Uh, Skip Schumacher, random ass manager. Okay. But somehow the team just made it work. Yeah. And this is actually a young manager who is a lot like Kevin Cash. So. Yep. Imagine if they had a uh, Sandy Alcantara actually pitching the way he should. Right. You know, <laughs> right. they'd be Absolutely. just that that much better instead of that two and five that he is. Man. Well, I don't really know much about Shoemaker or Schumacher, but I can tell you uh, the manager for the Marlins. Yeah. But I can tell you 
the the team that they put together is really good and they seem they're they're very sound. They're very yeah. sound. They don't make a lot of mistakes. I love the way he mixes up his his lineup, especially with Jess Chisholm being out of the lineup. Yeah. Which he was the star of that team and now it's he's getting you're getting led by guys who aren't don't have as big of a star. So I, I'm really impressed by him. And this let and before we move on from this, uh, let let me leave this in your uh in your in your ear. So Schumacher was actually a coach for the Padres from 2018 to 2021. And he was also a coach for the St. Louis Cardinals last year. Ouch. Look <laughs> where both of those teams are, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Circling the old toilet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Wow. Well, there we go. I mean, so. Yeah. That right there would just, and he used to play uh-huh. for the Cardinals back in the day. So I don't know, man. I'm just yep. saying there's two yep. clubs that were predicted to do much better who are absolutely shitting the sheets of every bed. Oh, yeah. And now this guy is winning with the Marlins, who is making yep. a notable push for first place. So, yep. which yep. I you won't get. I think the Braves are still the best. But. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe get a wild card berth out of it. I'd say that's, that's real, realistic. So. Very true, Steve. So yeah. in the end, it's uh, a rises team. So uh, exactly. let's move. So, yep. Steve, you got something yeah, for us. Right? I do. So, yeah, I thought it'd be fun. We're nearing the halfway point of the uh, the season to play a little game of uh, no worries, concerned or panic. So in this game, uh, each of us lists three or four teams for for the uh, the other. And the other person says, if there's no worries, you think, all right, everything's cool with this team. If you're concerned, like, oh boy, it's not looking good. Or if you're straight up panic, start throwing the deck chairs off the Titanic uh, in regards to their success so far this year. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Titanic, eh? That's an interesting yeah. subject. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't had no idea about that. And then, you know what's funny? My brother sent me a link to an article uh, uh, about Titanic and uh, uh, how the Titanic and the Edmund Fitzgerald, how the Edmund Fitzgerald is more of a, they treat it more like a grave site. So there's not many you know, people that can go down and check it out as opposed to Titanic. They let anyone, if you have enough money, go down and check out the the, the wreckage site. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Is that kind of uh, walks that line of disrespect or not? Yeah, exactly. And that's what this whole article, my brother sent it to us, uh, uh, talked about. Yeah. Well, and the only people that can do it, like you just said, who have a lot of money. So yeah. the only people who are doing that are going in man subs or going in divers yeah. that they're not divers, but the diving machines, because there's only right. a few that can actually go down to the Titanic. So yeah. it's uh, it's just sad that that's how they treat the Titanic. Uh-huh. And I don't know. You can make another, but you can make a different kind of marker for it than doing that. Right. right? So right. Uh, interesting. Interesting. But yeah. yeah, I do like this game. I think. Yeah. Um, so I thought, yeah, I thought it'd be fun. I mean, we can go back and forth, each uh, say a team to the other, and uh, uh, yeah, you just go volley bo- it that way. Like I can lead off here for you. Yeah. And uh, my my first team to you is your favorite team. Uh, at least it was uh, during our preview show, the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. No worries, concerned, or panic. I mean, it's panic time. Yeah, it has to be panic time. We've talked about them earlier in the show. We talk about them almost every other fucking show, and it's panic. Uh, <laughs> It's not so much the hitting. I mean, the hitting, I think, will be there. Arenado's producing. Goldschmidt is actually has turned it around when during the time you traded him to me. Thanks, by the way. Yeah, yeah. you know, I I do what I can. (laughs) Meanwhile, all the players that you've given me, uh, Andrew Andrew Chafin's the latest. He rolled his ankle during batting. Jesus, he's so so now he's he's day to day. I've lost Cobb to the IL. Oh my god, Uh, a vertigo for one of the players you gave me as vertigo. Oh yeah, Mount Castle. Mount Castle, uh, yeah. Yeah, he he has vertigo. So yeah, there's three players right there. <laughs> I, they weren't soft as baby shit when I had them. I so know, I don't I know. know. So, suddenly they're they're all on the IL. Yeah, I'll um, talk to I'll talk to my training staff here and see what's going on. You might have to do some firing. It's kind of like what the yeah. lion what the Tigers did in the offseason. Uh-huh. So exactly. Uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals, Steve, definitely panic. I think yeah. the pitching staff is just so dreadful. Yeah. I don't think they'll stay dreadful. For the whole season, but if they do, I just don't think that should be the description of some of these pitchers. <clears throat> I think Miles Michaelis can have his day in the sun. Yep. I think Jordan Montgomery is still a good pitcher, maybe in development. 
Jack Flaherty, I'm probably the most concerned about because he doesn't look the same anymore as he used to be before he got injured. Right. Uh, the, the bigger injury. And um they just they just don't have much, man. They don't they don't have much there. Matt Matthew Libatori is not showing any development. Uh, it's just <clears throat> it's a series of errors and and Jordan Walker's hitting good, and you got some of these guys who <clears throat> who are coming off the bench and hitting good, but you you need more production out of people like Dylan Carlson, Tyler Ka- Tyler O'Neill. I think it would be now time to trade them for pitching because you have so much yep. good depth in your farm system, yep. and you've been known to develop good and and draft well. So it's time to let go of pieces that you don't see being there within the next few years. So, okay. uh, panic, definitely panic, Steve. Okay. Um. Maybe yeah, for me. Yeah. Okay. So for you. Uh, no worries, concerned or panic. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I'm gonna go with concerned right now, just for the the sheer fact. I'm not panicking yet because you're still holding on to a wild card spot, but I don't think going into the year they expected at this point in the season to be third place in the uh, AL West, where they pretty much just own the AL West for the last decade or so. Um, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with concerned. Uh, injuries, I think, have taken a toll, especially on the pitching staff there with the uh, with the Dodgers. And again, a lackadaisical uh, off season. You know, we we talked about it in uh, some of our earlier shows. They didn't really go after a big name free agent. Now, is there speculation that they didn't do that because uh, they're trying to save save some money to go after Otani in the off season or what's going on here? But they didn't really make that splash in uh, free agency, and they let some people walk. And I think it's uh, you know, it, it's. T- taking a toll here you know we got Noah Syndergaard on the IL Leo Urias IL Dustin Mays on the 60-day IL so you know you got Kershaw Gonsolin and uh you know Mike, Michael you, you, you Bobby Miller you don't really have you know that established pitching staff that you've had in the past you've had a lot of injuries and uh but that's not to say they can't turn it around. They're only three and a half games out of first place. So it's right in the middle right now. I'm going concerned, not quite in panic mode yet. So Okay. Yeah, that makes, yeah. makes yeah. the most sense. Um, for you, uh, let's go with the New York Yankees. Concerned or no worries, concerned or panic for the Yankees. Hmm. I'm going to say concerned. Okay. I, okay. I was more concerned with no worries but for the rest of your day yeah um, exactly yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> here's the thing aside when judges out of the lineup they're not fantastic nope <laughs> uh, so that just shows that the depth probably isn't there right this is a team that is in a weird stage you're not rebuilding but at the same time you are bringing some of your development developmental pieces up and trying right. to get them acclimated to the game or to the to the pro game and, and try to win ball games at the same time not a lot of people do that so yeah. especially a team that needs to win now needs yep. to make the playoffs needs to go farther in the playoffs i think that was dramatically clear to Brett Boone or Aaron Boone yep so it, it, i'm concerned there's no panic yet i, I think Josh Donaldson is going to end up needing to go. G.J. LeMayhew, the bottoms dropped out. I think it's time for him to go. Yeah, what happened to him? He's kind of hit like a Moustakis kind of yeah. route, rut with his career. Maybe even yeah. the Joey Votto where it's just not there anymore. I I think these, and if this three years ago, this lineup would have killed, especially the depth <laughs> chart, because I thought Jake Bowers is an essential piece. Willie Calhoun, yep. obviously Isaiah Kiner-Falafo, who, who is a great utility guy, yep. but there's just not enough production there. And then I think it's time for Josh Donaldson to go. I think it's time for DJ LeMahieu to go. You got to figure out your outfield situation. I mean, uh-huh. Stanton and judge, if those are the guys you're building around, then great. I think it, it, it makes sense that Rizzo, I like the contract he signed. I thought it was a smart signing re-signed yeah. for them, but they're in this weird rebuild. And I think their their pitchers are letting them down. While Cole oh, yeah. is arguably the best guy there, Nestor Cortez is a, a shadow of what he once was last year. Yep. Um, Luis Severino. <laughs> what's that? We haven't even seen Rodon. <laughs> yeah, there's free money there. But Louis, yeah. uh, Luis Severino, there's a guy who's like Jack Flaherty got injured. He just came back and he's not the same. Right. And the bo- yep. and the back half of your staff is, I- I'm not in love with it. Schmidt and Herman. I mean, no way. So 
It's it's I'm concerned there's time for them to turn it around, but obviously if you can only do that with Aaron Judge back, then you have more you probably have more concern. So I would look at the trade deadline as I'd be circling that in red on their calendars <laughs> as we need to trade some substantial pieces to load into this lineup more, not only into the pitching staff, but the lineup as well. Just we need we need depth and we need solid back end pitching. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and that's where I'm at with that. And, you know, the struggles of Anthony Volpe and it, it makes sense. I mean, he's a rookie. You're going to yeah. get that. Harrison Bader, we know who you are. Yep. So you're not much better or an upgrade than Aaron Hicks was. So right. they just need to figure out some pieces. But I'd say concerned with treading on no worries just because it's the Yankees and I think they will figure it out. So I, I'm there. Yep. I like it. I like it. Steve, what I'm excited to t- for you to talk about <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates. No okay. worries, concerned or panic. Honestly, at the, at this point in the season, I'm I'm going to go with no worries. I, I I like where they're at. If someone was to say to the Pittsburgh Pirates that uh, you know at the 82nd game over the halfway point here of the season that you'd be only four games under 500 and within striking distance in the NL Central, I think uh, people would be be shocked to hear that. But guess what? You guys are right there. Um, do I think you're going to Make a push for the playoffs this year? No, but I think you got a a, a nice young uh, nucleus in place. We talked about earlier, Brian uh, Reynolds. You've locked him up. Uh, you got Brian Hayes there. You got O'Neill Cruz, Connor Joe, Jake Sawinski. You got a nice, uh, you know, a nice uh, young core there with a veteran there with McCutcheon, and uh, you're, you're you're showing that the next chapter of uh, Pittsburgh Pirates baseball isn't too uh, isn't too far off here. So. Uh, at this point for the Pittsburgh Pirates, it's it's a no no worries for me. I like where you're at. I do too. I like where they're yep. at for sure. Yep. Third for me to you, uh, no worries, concerned or panic. The Houston Astros. I think you actually might not agree with me on this, but okay. I, I'm actually no worries on it. Just really? because, yeah, I, I'm not overly worried. I mean, have they been awesome as of late? No, not really. Especially their last ten, winning four or six, not great. Right. Their home record is very close to being not well, but they play pretty decent on the road as well. I think this is a team to, that needs just to take off and figure out a way to take off. Okay, Tom Brady. There was a point where I stopped caring about Tom Brady because, or not stopped caring, I should say, where I stopped counting out the Patriots and Tom Brady. Right. Because, especially in that Atlanta game, in that Super Bowl years ago, where oh, man. <laughs> he just came back, and I thought at that moment, I said, I'm never going to count him out. And yeah. I did the same thing to LeBron James when a couple of years ago when the Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA fi- championship. Yep. You just can't count out greatness, right? Yeah. And and I'm not saying the Houston Astros are greatness, but they have great players. Jose yeah. Altuve is a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And I just, there's something about this guy in the lineup that just pumps this team up. He just came back from injury not too long ago. I think it's going to take him and the team to kind of get acclimated together. And they're going to take off. I've always known Jose Abreu to be a late season kind of guy anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think once the bats start going, I think it's going to be all hands on deck. The the most worrisome, obviously, is their pitching staff. Hunter Brown is yeah. really good. Javier and Valdez, while good, they're not Garrett Cole good or Justin right. Verlander when he was with them last year good. And I think they're going to need to solid up that or sure up that pitching staff. And I think they're going to do that in the trade deadline. So this is a team that's a trade, a good trade deadline away from, from actually competing because you know what, Steve, I don't believe in the angels. If you had the angels <laughs> on here, if you had Seattle Mariners, I don't think they're going to do anything. Yeah. I mean, the Los Angeles angels are doing good now and they're in second place and, and obviously up there in the wild card standings, but you know what? We know who the angels are. We right. know who they are aside from Mike Trout and, and Shohei Otani. I mean, what else, what else are you? So <laughs> Not much. I don't know. When you you give me Dusty Baker heading any team, I'm gonna take Dusty Baker nine times out of ten because he can get the most out of all these players. I, I think Mauricio Dubon coming in the lineup is kind of their Swiss Army knife. He's kind of their Kiner Falefa of of this team. And I think Kyle Tucker, it's just a matter of time before you start seeing him take off, take off. Mm-hmm. He's kind of down right now, but I, I think I think this team's gonna take a take off, Steve. So okay. um it's a risk. Uh, yeah. But it's for me, it's no worries right now. Okay. Um, You're selling me on that. Uh, I see you. Uh, Steve, for you, yeah. 
which we've talked about before, but I want to know if you have any no worries, concern, or panic for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm panicking, honestly, right now. <laughs> Blue Jays, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm sorry, but you know, you went from uh, a, a team that won you know, a playoff team last year, 92 wins. Now you're you're 40 and 35. You're hanging out in fourth place in the AL East. Now I get it. The AL East is a very competitive division, but I, I honestly think you're falling short of your expectations right now. And this team just, it doesn't, it's not meshing well. I mean, um, it just, uh, it, some, something seems off outside of the resurgence of Whit Merrifield. Uh, just, uh, Something just seems off with this team. And I don't know if it's the curse of Mattingly like we talked about yeah. or what, but, uh, you know, can you get in maybe as a wild card? Maybe, but you, you're, you're not doing, I think what you expected to do. And that was contend for the, uh, contend for the division here this year. You know, Tampa Bay is running away with it. Baltimore is, has leapfrogged you. Even the Yankees are doing better. You're 10 and a half games out of first. Uh, and you got a lot of work to do. Hopefully you can. You know, hang on here and uh, get the wild card. But even that's uh, you know a little little, a little uh, tricky at this point. So I'm going to go with uh, yeah. I'm I'm panicking. If I was uh, if I was in Toronto right now and a Blue Jay fan, I'd be panicking. I mean, makes sense. Makes sense with this team, and it's kind of sad too because this team it went all sad. in on free agency. Yeah. yeah. The last few couple of years. So and on paper, they look like they should be a fantastic team. Well, it's, it's, just, it's, it's not working. It's not. It's not working. And I, just off the top of my head, there's some people that let them down. I think that trade mm-hmm. that they made with the Minnesota Twins is not working yep. in their favor. The Jose Barrios. Oh, yeah. I think Minnesota knew he had yep. reached his ceiling and yep. and his floor and ceiling aren't very good. So uh-uh. I think uh-uh. they, they found that with him. And I, I think also with Alejandro Kirk battling injuries this year, not being that main bat that they wanted. Right. And you know, I, I think that's that really just shows the team where they're at. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's good that like Whit Merrifield and them are making resurgences. But if it wasn't for him, I don't think they would be as good right now, which is wild. Right. But you yeah. shouldn't have to have old players like this carry <laughs> your team older. I'm not Whit Merrifield's not some fucking fossil, but right, at the right. same time, he's you should. It should be Vlad. It should be Bo Bichette. It should be some of these young guys. Kevin Biggio is nothing anymore yeah, but, to this team. Well, well, yeah, I mean, what happened to him? It, this team's just not what they were, Steve. I, we were, you and I were so excited about this team. And yeah. it's, I don't know if nope. they got a retool or what, but when Whit Merrifield and Matt Chapman have been the leaders of your team. <laughs> yeah. There's something wrong with that. We got, we got trouble with the capital T right there. Absolutely, Steve. Absolutely. Oh, so yeah, makes fucking sense, man. I, yep. I totally think it is panic mode. Yep. Um, so lastly here for you, I have, uh, one of the teams I know you love talking about. We talked about them earlier. The Miami Marlins. Is it no worries, concerned or panic for you? Uh, I'm going to go short and suit with this, Steve. No worries. I'm yeah. kicking back. I'm loving it. If I'm the Miami Marlins, you're getting, yep. uh, aside from Luis Ara, uh, arise and, and your dominant pitching staff, uh, Jorge Soler's just been 21 home runs. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, where, uh, where'd getting, that come from? <laughs> you're getting the max power or the max, the maximum production from a team that you wouldn't feel would be competing like this. But right, no, short and sweet, Steve. No worries. We 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 talked about him earlier. Uh, yep. It's a testament to what Shoemaker Shoemaker's doing. So, um, yep. no worries. Uh, I like it, Steve. For you, okay, Minnesota Twins. What are we doing here? So you'll you'll probably be like clutch your pearls, but Honestly, if it, if they weren't in the AL Central, I'd be having issues. But Minnesota Twins, I'm going with no worries, <laughs> to be honest with you. Wow, yeah. You can go and win five, six games in a row and run away here with the AL Central. This AL Central is such a bad division that, uh, you know, I know the Twins are under 500, yet they're still they're still in first place. Um, you know, I, I think like we talked about, you know, teams on paper, I think they 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 have the players here uh that to have a really good, really good team. I really like what Willie Castro has done uh, to the team, uh, former too. Tiger there. He's been a nice little plug into the lineup. I like, you know, Alex Kirloff, Carlos Correa needs to pick it up, but you know, I, I, I think that they, they definitely can turn around. Byron Buxton has just been, I mean, not good. 209 average. I mean, he's got 11 home runs. It just has not been a, a good year for Buxton, but I think this team, they, they can, they can turn it around. 
Uh, and since they're in just such a weak division like the AL Central, it won't take much for them to uh, to, to, to lock down this division. So I'm going to go with no worries if you're Minnesota. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. uh, a hard take or maybe maybe a hot take or whatever. Right. I, I, I'd trade Buxton at the deadline. Get get Ooh, that contract off the books. Okay. Uh-huh. He's good. He's streaky. So streaky. Yes. Yep. I, I, you know who would come calling? I think the Yankees would, would, would bite on that. I think so, too. Yep. Trade for good pitching depth. They need more pitching depth. Yep. I think Buxton I, I and the Yankees would get rid of Bader if I were them or put him in the yep. as in the back. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, Buxton to the Yankees makes a lot of sense. You heard it here first. We'll see. Come, yes, come, July, come July, what's going to happen? We'll uh, we'll stay tuned for that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. yeah I, it's a lot to worry about, but there's. I didn't think we'd have as many no worries, but that uh, yeah. it makes sense. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah. Shall we uh, head on over to the Fantasy Factory? Let's do it. Uh, Steve, we'll, um, what, we'll just get right into the trade analyzer just because sure. I, I wrote down, like, when we started was at 1247, so we're going to need We're having a great show. <laughs> we're, having, we're killing the show. We're no, killing um, the show. We'll That's just move great. over to the trade analyzer, so I'll just set up nope. that. Um, All right. so Steve, so this week, instead of our question, uh-huh. we have uh, another round of yeah or nah. All right. All right. I like it. Okay, Steve. So the first one that I seen this week that I wanted to get the hour now from you is Seiya Suzuki, Jordan Walker, and Justin Steele for Raphael Devers and Jordan Montgomery. Yeah or nah? Yeah. Now I'm going to go yeah on this one. I like it. Oh, okay. I like it. It's got a got balance on both sides. Uh, Justin Steele's just coming back from uh, from the IL. He seems to be, if he can pick up with how he was earlier in the year, it's a good pitcher. A um, couple of good hitters there, and then in exchange, you get a really good hitter. And, and Jordan Montgomery, I still hold out hope he's going to turn it around. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go with uh, you know Endeavors, fantastic player right there. So I'm going to go, it's, it's nice and balanced on each side. It's going to be a yeah for me on that one. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely looks balanced for sure. Yeah, Hard to give up Raphael Devers, but if yeah. you're getting... Like two productive hitters and exactly a pitcher. Do you have Justin Steele? I do have Justin Steele. That's how, why I know so much about him. <laughs> how how has he done for you this year? Pretty good. Uh yeah. He kind of faded out right before he went on the IL. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, from from watching him pitch, I think his injury started creeping up before he actually said something about it. Because mm. you could tell the velocity was just down on, on his pitches. So uh uh went on the IL, had a nice bounce back his first uh starter too uh since then. So he's been mm. he's been fun though. It's another guy I picked him up with off the scrap heap. So nice. Uh, he's been been nice for my pitching depth. Well, the next trade that we have is not really a scrap heap, guys, but an interesting trade nonetheless. Uh right-handed pitcher Garrett Cole for Justin Verlander and Christian Yelich. Yeah or nah. Yeah, I'm going to go nah on this one. I'm sorry. Mm. Garrett Cole, perennial, I think Cy Young uh, contender here, uh, eight and one on the season, I believe. Uh, to give him up and to get back a, a shell, Justin Verlander, who's a shell of himself, and Christian Yelich, who still can't figure it out here. Right. Um, great, great names. If this was uh, 2017, 2018, I'd be all, all for this, uh, this trade. It'd be a good one. But uh, yeah, it's a nah for me on this. Uh, what if it was last year, Steve? Even then, I mean, would it be given too much? I think it'd be giving too much because yeah. Verlander, it'd be too, too Cy Young uh, people, and then you'd throw in a bat with Yelich right there. So I think it'd be, uh, it'd be too much. I'd probably give it a yeah if it was like a straight up Cole for Verlander. Like that's it. Uh, yeah. Last year, I, I'd say I, I'd go for that. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny too. It'd be what would be the reason, unless you just like one of those players. Yeah, exactly. Right? You just wanted that name. Well, like how you like having Mookie bats on your team, right? right? You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, Steve. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that one's a that's a nah for me. On that. Uh, one yeah and one nah. Now, Steve, yeah. are you ready? We have some first timers now for the starter oh set. So are you ready for some starter set? Let's cue the music. Okay, starting off with Ryan Noda or oh. Yuri Gurriel, first base. Uh, give me Noda. Uh, Eddie Rosario or Jake Fraley? Rosario. James Outman or Tommy Pham? Pham. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski or Trent Grisham? Grisham. Battle of the Minnesota shortstops. Royce Lewis or Carlos Correa? 
Yeah, give me Lewis. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Chris sucks. Yeah. Lewis again or Orlando Arcia? Uh, Lewis. Uh, Marcelo Zuna or Adolis Garcia? Garcia. Mike Conforto or Jock Peterson, Battle of the Giants? Peterson. Here's some interesting ones. We got Jose Abreu or Spencer Torkelson, first base. Give me Torque. The guy's been hot recently. Torque again or Jake Cronenworth, first base. Going to go Torque again. Uh, Masataka Yoshida or Seiya Suzuki, Battle of the Japanese Outfielders. Uh, Yoshida. Boy, that was probably racist doing it in their voice. (laughs) Um... Matt McLean or <laughs> Ellie De La Cruz, shortstop? Uh, Matt McLean. Okay. Uh, Cruz again or Anthony Volpe? Cruz. First timer, Henry Davis or Tyler Stevenson, catcher? Uh, Stevenson. Davis again or Francisco Alvarez, catcher? Davis. Spencer Steer or Luis Arise, first base? Arise. Steer again or Josh Bell for space. Steer. Uh, Whit Merrifield or Tommy Edmond second base. Uh, Whit Merrifield. John Birdie or Nicky Lopez second base or shortstop. Lopez. Donovan Solano or Justin Turner third base. Solano. Austin Hayes or Byron Buxton. Uh, Hayes. And last but not least, Julio Rodriguez or Nick Castellanos. Uh, Rodriguez. What do we got for waiverware? Uh, so here's the uh, three players that's uh, looking at that you might want to take a look at, pick up off the waiver wire this week. First is uh, Eddie Rosario uh, out of Atlanta. He's up 23% Yahoo leagues, hit a whopping 500 last week with five home runs and 11 RBIs. So if you're looking for that offensive punch, look no further than Rosario. Second is Jordan Hicks for St. Louis. He's up 26% Yahoo leagues, had three saves last week without giving up a run. And had 7K. So right now, Ryan Presley's on the IL. So Hicks is taking over that role. So it'll be interesting once Presley comes back uh, to see what happens there. And third is uh, Leody Tavares out of Texas. He's up 13% in Yahoo Leagues, hit 296 last week with three home runs and six RBIs. So those are the three people I'm looking at this week on the waiver wire. Nice. Yeah. Should we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I took two randoms this week. One, Love it. One is kind of carrying his team. Ty France Get it, Ty. is up uh, $4.37. That's a 156.63% increase. Market <laughs> price right now sits around $7.16. Okay. You can get his 2022 Top Series 2 Gold Foil, 626, or his 21 Tops Heritage, 493, or his 2019 Tops Update US 129 Rookie Card. Ooh, all right. They're all going up. Down this week is somebody we don't really haven't talked about much at all. Uh, Tony Womack. Wow, there's a deep pull. Uh, <laughs> deep, deep pull. Yeah. Down $5.89. It's a 39.90% decrease. Market value right now sits a whopping $5.89. Uh, the cards you can get are really cool looking cards, and they're pretty cheap. So it's 2000 Skybox 90. His 97 score rookie card, which is a 469, or his 2005 Tops Heritage. 165. Nice. Uh, up for me this week is uh, Luis Arise. He's up $3.05 or 21.28% increase to market value of $17.38. Uh, up cards includes 2019 Tops Update Rookie Card, number US247. It's 2023 Tops Living Set, number 613. Down for me this week is uh, the big hurt, Frank Thomas. He's mm. down $4.20 or a 29.19% decrease to a market value of $10.19. Down cards includes 1994 uh, Donruss Diamond King, uh, number DK-28. It's 1997 Pacific Crown Collection, number 64. Nice. Big hurt. Big hurt. All right. Shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Let's do it. All right. It's a, it's a happy... Uh, Heavenly birthday to Giants Hall of Fame pitcher Carl Hubble, born on June the 22nd, 1903. Uh, Hubble compiled a 253 wins, 154 losses, a 2.98 ERA, 1,677 strikeouts in his career, spending his whole career with the New York Giants from 1928 to 1943. Career highlights included uh, he was a nine time All Star, World Series champ in 1933, two time NL MVP, three time NL wins leader three-time MLB ERA leader, NL strikeout leader in 1937, and pitched a no-hitter in 1929. 
is uh, San Francisco Giants number 11 is also retired, and he was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1947 on his third ballot. A little trivia about him is uh, Hubble is perhaps best remembered for his performance in the 1934 All-Star Game when he struck out five future Hall of Famers, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Al Simmons, and uh, Jim Cronin in succession. Happy birthday to Carl Hubble. Yeah, Carl Hubble is one of the best Giants of all yeah, time. Yeah, all time. Oh, yeah. Still took till his third ballot to get in. That's Which is wild. <laughs> I know he was riding on the heels of Christy Matthewson, but yeah. still, man, uh, Carl Hubble is one of an all-timer, man. Oh, I agree. So, yeah, happy yeah. birthday to him. Uh, well, that's a fucking show. It's a big show. Really yeah. jam-packed. Yeah, big time, man. So, yeah, yeah next couple of weeks, we're going to be nearing to the All-Star break, which is going to be interesting, and trade deadline not too far. Yeah. Uh, is trade deadline's after that, right? No, before that. Yeah, it's uh, I think end of July. Is end of July, so that's so, going to come up within a month. So all star here probably in a little less than a month, I think. So all star, so crazy. So yeah, uh, be a friend, tell a friend. Also send questions, Stephen Ford O two or Michael J Dalt. Uh, that is on Instagram. So yes. in the meantime, thank you everybody for listening, and we will catch you guys all next week. Deuces. Deuces.